We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Let's go! Super Bowl week, Super Radio Bowl Row. edition. We are here. We made it. DMVR Bus Primetime. We're presented by Factor Meal Kits. Head on over to factormeals.com slash dnvrbuffs50. Use that promo code dnvrbuffs50 and you'll get 50% off of your order at Factor. We made it. We made it, man. It's, uh, you know, everyone out here, it's Monday. It's kind of a slow time at Radio Row. Mm -hmm. Not for buffs. Never. It's never a slow time for the bus. No. Uh, you know, and as our first guest uh, said to me, it's kind of just like a, a reunion. Buffs reunion every time Pretty we come much. out here to the Super Bowl. Yep. Uh, and more to come throughout the week. We'll see who shows up. Um, I think we're going to have some exciting guests on. Oh, yeah. For sure. And we're starting off exciting. We are. We're starting off very exciting. Uh, are we going to? Yeah, let's bring on Pritch. First guest, uh, Colorado legend. Former Colorado wide receiver Mike Pritchard. Mike Pritchard, and also former teammate of one Deion Sanders. Right. Current legend. Yes. Yeah. Again, right? <laughs> great to be with you guys. How you doing? Doing well, man. Right How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, hosting uh, the Super Bowl. My city, right? And uh, oh, we're yeah. hosting a Super Bowl, so I couldn't be happy right now. That's amazing, yeah. man. Uh, let's get right into it. It's been a year mm -hmm. uh, since I talked to you. Last time, you know, it was all speculation as it came to what the Coach Prime buffs were going to look like. Uh, now that you've seen it and, and, and seen what he brings, what's your kind of reaction one year in? I love it. Uh, I wish I could put the headgear back on, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, no, it, it is. I am so happy for everybody. Rick George, uh, I'm happy for uh, the student body that gets to see the excitement that I lived for a while. And, um, you know, what, what he's doing right now is unprecedented. It really is. I don't, I don't know how to quantify it, but uh, all I know is this. You know, our program was not relevant for decades. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, we're at the, tongue, the tip of the tongue for everybody in terms of college football. Uh, and then that carries over to basketball, women's and sure. men's, right? And that carries over through all, all sports. And so uh, the spotlight, the shine is on CU and in Boulder, and I couldn't be happier. I mean, he's done a tremendous, tremendous job. And to be honest with you, probably the only person in this world that could have done what he's done already. How, hey, would, you, 
How would you describe last season? Obviously, starting very hot, they yeah. kind of just went on that losing skid. Um, you know, Shador got hurt at the end. Travis yeah. was a little banged up too. Just how do you look back on 2023? I think it was successful. You know, I, considering where we were as a program, uh, you have to look at it as being a successful year. Mm -hmm. uh, a surprising year to a lot of people, and Coach Prime let them know, <laughs> rightly so. <laughs> Um, but not surprising to the people that put in a hard, hard work. I mean, you guys have been there. I'm, yeah. You guys yeah. are crushing it, too, by the way. Thank, thank you, you for thank the content. You. Oh, thank you. Course, yeah. Because it's incredible. Because I'm out here in Vegas, and so I get to live it through you guys, and it's been awesome. Um, but uh, and, and I love the fact that you pointed that out. People don't understand, like, uh, the narrative or the stories that are created about the mass exodus. But you don't understand what's coming in here, right? Mm -hmm. You guys were in, in the forefront of all that and, uh, and, and was spot on with it. So... Uh, I think it's continuing, too. Yeah. So I'm excited for the future because I know the hard work is probably over, meaning the culture, yep. establishing that, the standard, creating that, uh, and then all of a sudden the support, the support's there. Uh, it's there in spades. And so now the easy part starts and begins, uh, and that's coaching these four- and five-star athletes mm -hmm. uh, and getting them all on the same page and getting them to play at a high level. What do you think is the next steps? You know, I think you're right. They had to, you know, Coach Prime comes in. He has to redo the entire roster. Yeah. He has to uproot all of this. They've got to, you know, try and microwave a culture and all that stuff into one. And we saw a lot of it work. Some of it didn't. And now, like you said, it's you're kind of on past the rebuild mm -hmm. part. And now you just get to build. Right. What, what does that entail? Well, I mean, there's parallels to my time at CU. I mean, I, you know, you get the athletes you get, and then you, you run a system you have to run. Like, we ran a wishbone my freshman year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what the hell are we doing in a wishbone, right? <laughs> but uh, that's what everybody was kind of doing, and, and you kind of, okay, the wishbone, you got these option quarterbacks. But then you recruit, you know, Eric Bieniemy, you recruit George Hemingway, you recruit, you know, me and, and some others, and J.J. Flanagan. We don't need to be in the wishbone. We yeah. need to be in the eye, and then we need to take advantage of the perimeter game, too, with some, uh, some other aspects that we had offensively. We had one of the better offensive lines. So Coach Mack and everybody made sure that that was intact and stable. And then take your pick. I mean, Sal Nessie, Darian Hagan, Charles Johnson. I mean, you go on and on and on with all these quarterbacks that we had, too. And then defensively, just stack it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that's what Coach Prime's doing. It. He's stacking it. And he's going to let these guys duke it out and practice, which that's the way it should be. Yep. Uh, and, okay, let's see who wants to start. Let's see who wants to be prominent. Let's see who wants to be a difference maker. And, and uh, if, you, if you love that type of competition, then CU certainly is the right place for you. And I, that's what I think he's bringing in, those type of players. Yeah. So that's what you're going to see. I, yeah. You're going to see some battles. I mean, look at the wide receiver room. You, Stacked. Those guys are going to be fighting for playing time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, every uh, time we talk about it on this show, someone's saying, you guys are sleeping on this guy. Yes. It's like, we're not. There's just so many options. Like, right. one day we're going to talk about Will Shepard. Yep. Another day we're going to talk about Jimmy Horn. Another day we're going to talk about LeJonte Wester. Like, it just goes on and on and yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, you guys introduced me as a legend, but it's, it's funny because it's like in a running back room, at one time we had Eric Bieniemy, George Hemingway, myself, J.J. Flanagan, and O.C. Oliver, right? <laughs> And yeah. like, okay, who, who's going to get the rock? Yeah. <laughs> and, but we had to fight it out. And, but what the coaches did is you guys are all too good. We're all going to put you all on the field. So they created a, a wing back for me. Um, 
Uh, obviously, George moved to fullback, and then J.J. and Eric shared the tailback responsibilities. And at wide receiver, we had Jeff Campbell, who was just in town, by the way. Mm. Uh, and it was great to catch up with him. Uh, but he showed the way in terms of how explosive we needed to be on the perimeter. Uh, and then, therefore, that's how I moved to the outside to play wide receiver. With that, since we're just talking scheme, I mean, they went through, like, the offensive coordinator change yep. last year and all that. Um, they were... I mean, they were trying to go really spread. You know, you think of TCU as a lot of empty, a lot of five wide. I guess what do you see um, coming from Pat Shermer this next season in that offense? Well, I mean, he's a, he's a West Coast kind of guy. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I think um, maybe a more conventional pro-style offense, mm -hmm. um, which you can feature spread elements to it. Um, yep. We're, we're going to see that in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, Shadur, he's such a – he diagnosed plays so well, and he's got such a strong arm. He's so confident. You got to you you want to keep him in the pocket. I think he wants to be there too. So a West Coast style offense, which can be athletic at times, but then also you got to win from the pocket. Mm -hmm. uh, these two teams run it. This team's in the Super Bowl. They run that style, uh, but you can still incorporate the spread. But I think everybody in college is doing the spread. Yeah, like it, it go back to the wishbone when everybody's running a wishbone. You got to be different, right? Yeah. So if everybody's running a spread and all of a sudden now you come in with something different with these type of players, that's going to be hard to defend. Absolutely. Uh, I'm always interested in talking to guys who played about this. Uh, and I, I, it's not one for one, but you did play two different positions. Mm. It just wasn't on both sides of the ball. <laughs> right. Travis Hunter mm. playing at wide receiver, playing at corner. First of all, where do you stand on, is this sustainable? Should he keep doing it? And where do you stand on which one he's better at? Well, I saw it for three years with, with Coach Prime, though, right, in yep. Atlanta. So uh, he was always lobbying to play on the offense side of the ball, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, um, and he was effective for us. I mean, um, you know, Jason Phillips, who's now the offensive uh, uh, wide receivers wide receiver coach, coach uh, yeah. Jay Phil, he was on that roster, too. And um, he's going to add so much to that offense uh, and, and just that dog mentality, mm -hmm. yep. right? Uh, and I think Travis has that. Uh, what what Dion, what Coach Prime's going to help, and he has already, is help Travis manage it. Because that's all you're talking about. He's in shape. He's going to be in shape. Yeah. He loves playing both sides, so you're not going to take that away from him. He's flourished at it. Uh, it's just managing it now, right? Yep. And, and so... Not everybody knows how to manage it. That's, that's the beauty of Coach Prime. He knows how to manage it from a high-profile standpoint, mm -hmm. and, and that's where Travis is right now. So um, I almost ran through the TV when that CSU guy hit him. Um, I almost did. I almost did. Oh, man. But, you know, hopefully things like that won't happen, and, and we'll see the true Travis play the entire year yep. the way that he projected himself to play. Mm -hmm. I mean, TCU – uh, from that starting, that's his launching pad, what he did right there, and that was phenomenal. Uh, but to carry it throughout the entire season without injury, I, I'm looking forward to seeing that. You played wide receiver. Uh, Zay Weaver was an amazing wide receiver for yeah. Colorado this last yeah. year. But he's not really getting, like, NFL draft buzz. I guess why do you think that is, and how do you think he projects to the next level? Well, I mean, the combine is everything, right? True. I mean, I, I think when I was playing and, you know, we were – the offense that we ran, obviously, you know, we're running the ball, and Eric's a, a Heisman Trophy finalist, Eric Bieniemy, uh, and so we're known for a running team. So it wasn't until I got to the combine, uh, in which I kind of distinguished myself. So I think Weaver can do that. His, his skill set is off the charts. Uh, the combine and his pro day and all that stuff is going to be everything. 
you know, whether, you know, he's a high, higher draft choice or wherever he goes. I mean, he, he can play in the league. We all know that. Definitely. Uh, it's just the opportunity. And, and certainly I think he's got control over that. Uh, and that's the most important thing that he needs to know right now uh, is you're not getting a spotlight like these others, but that's okay. Uh, you create your own spotlight. And I think the combine and pro day, he's got plenty of time to do that. I think we talked about this last year, but for new listeners of our show, what was it like just being a teammate of Deion Sanders? <laughs> I mean, first of all, you're an alderman um, because I, I'd never seen anybody run like that before. Um, but uh, I, I think his persona supersedes everything, right? I mean, he'll take over a room. Like, he'll walk into this whole oh, auditorium. Yeah. Yep. Where, where are we at? Like a convention center. Yeah. And you, you could hear it. We wouldn't even have to see it. We would be no, able to hear it. Oh, yeah, there would be a buzz, but then everybody's attention would just go over there. Yeah. And without him saying that thing. Yeah. Uh, and that was true way back then. But uh, his work ethic on the field was, I've never seen that before. I've never heard of that before. I mean, I've never witnessed anything like that before. You certainly couldn't match it. Um, but it made him the player uh, that he became, obviously, the best ever. Um, but I, I think his example, too, uh, was contagious, right? Because you, you wanted to get to his level. You certainly wanted to pick his brain if you could. And we did as, as players, but uh, you couldn't duplicate it. And you always tried to do it. You always tried to see if you could. But now the guy was a hard worker and very, very, very competitive, wanted to win, and, and obviously uh, did that in yep. his career. Also, tell us about Jason Phillips. Oh, man, Jay Phillips. That's a new kind of name, Phil. new mm -hmm. face around here. So run and shoot guy. But the thing about Jay, Jason Phillips, his knowledge for the game in that position is off the charts, I believe. But he got after Dion in practice. So we, <laughs> we have the scout team look, right? And Dion took every rep. Jay Phil wanted to take every rep uh, with the team, the show team. Yeah. Like, say we're playing San Francisco. Jay Phil wanted to be Jerry Rice and all this. Uh -huh. But he would get after Dion. Like, he would talk mess with him. Uh, he would get in his face. He would get physical. He would run routes. He would just be t tenacious. I mean, he would just get after Dion and push him. And I think that's where that relationship started from uh, to where, you know, he worked with him at Jackson, obviously, yep. and now he's a wide receivers coach. But Dion wants dogs, and, and Jay Phil is a dog. And, and I think that wide receiver room is going to turn into to what Dion wants it to. The whole time you were saying that, I was just, ah, now I get it. Yeah, now it now makes okay. a lot you know, okay. so, yeah. yeah, You've heard about it a well, little bit? Well, I or? just mean the fact that we, as you're telling that story mm -hmm. about Jason Phillips, I'm understanding this is where this level of respect that oh, Coach yeah. Prime now yeah. has for him. It's like he that's the type of player that he's trying to find. That's the type of, you know, whether it's a walk-on or a five-star player, like he wants those right. types of guys who are doing that in practice. Yeah, you got to remember, I mean, Jay Phil at Houston – I mean, that guy was setting records, man. Yeah, and yeah. Yep. it was a run-and-shoot offense and stuff. And so you get to the league and you get a couple stops and, you know, numbers, games, or whatever happens. But what are you going to do with the opportunity? And I think he knew that his opportunity certainly was getting Dion ready for for who had to, Michael Irvin or, or Jerry Rice or, or Chris Carter or whoever, like from a from a mentality standpoint. I mean, mm -hmm. Dion was going to figure out the game. He, was going, he knew how he was going to play those guys. But his mind, boy, getting him sharp. Uh, and getting him ready for that type of comp competition. Uh, Jay Field did that each and every week. Buffs back in the Big 12. Mm -hmm. I know it's a little different now, but just curious about your thoughts on the new look Big 12 and where we're headed, really. New look uh, NCAA, right? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, no, I, I, 
I like it. Um, we, we, this is our conference, right? The Big Eight, you go back those days, which I was a part of, uh, to the Big 12. Um, uh, Big 12 championship, you know, uh, the Pac-12, it just seemed like we were out of place. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and I know we wanted to recruit Cali, but we were doing that already, though, yep. right? I mean, Dion's going to recruit everywhere. Oh, I mean, yeah. Coach Prime and his staff, they're going to recruit everywhere now anyway. So I love, I love getting back to the roots, and I love getting back um, to, to what the Big 12 is now. Um, and, and I think, more importantly, CU understands the Big 12. Mm -hmm. uh, academically, uh, from, a, from an institution standpoint, and then certainly uh, on the field. So I love it. You know, basketball, look, think about the conference now. I mean, conference champions, champions before, but you, you, the teams that are in the Big 12 from a basketball standpoint, my oh, yeah. goodness. But no, I'm looking forward to the challenge for the Buffs uh, football-wise as well. Awesome, man. Well, I think we've got to let you go, but before you do, yes, uh, where can people find you? Well, M.I. Pritchard, I'm still on there on, on X now. <laughs> um, but I'm working with uh, DraftKings and, um, and VEASAN, uh, so you can find our work there um, in Vegas. I'm going to be out for spring ball, hopefully, uh, this year. So I'm going to be all around. I mean, I, I got I to gotta support, uh, just like I've seen the support kind of uh, just come in droves now around oh, the yeah. program. Mm -hmm. So I can't wait. All right. All well, right, when man. you're in town, hit us up. And we'll I have sure you will. Yeah, we'll oh, man, I can't wait for that. Right. That's going to be awesome. Yes, sir. All right, there he is, Mike Pritchard. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Good to see you guys. Appreciate you, All man. right, enjoy Thank the you. week. Yep. All righty, guys. Shout out to our wonderful friends over at Game Time. Oh, yeah. Um, ticket prices for this game are probably out the door expensive, but if you want to go to the game last minute, check out Game Time. Use the promo code BUFFS, B-U-F-F-S. You're not going to get a good price anywhere. No. But if you got to go... Yes. You got to go to game time. What are we at right here? $7,000. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I was telling Todd on the Broncos show, like, I'm trying to hit a jackpot, and then <laughs> so he's taking me to the jewelry ticket. store, and maybe I'll use the leftovers <laughs> wow. uh, to, uh, to buy a Super Bowl ticket. We could only be so lucky. We've got Buffs basketball, tons of stuff going on. Hit up game time. Sign up with the promo code BUFFS, B-U-F-F-S, and you will get $20 off your first order. That was a great way to start off, man. Yeah. That was a great was awesome. way to start the week. Uh, and I'm just peeking over at the comment section there. It looks like everyone was uh, was pretty hyped about that. Yep. I mean, how do you start? Like, we start off with uh, a guy who played with Coach Prime, played mm -hmm. with Jason Phillips, played for CU, yeah. played in the NFL. That's a good way to do it. We nailed uh, all the bases there. And also got to give a shout-out to our friends over at Factor. Uh, the absolute best way to diet, in my opinion, is to be with Factor. Because I think the hardest part of a diet is what happens when you get hungry. Are you going to be able to have that self-control when you're starving to avoid the cravings? Well, you don't have to do that if you have Factor because you always have a box ready to go in your fridge. They'll deliver them weekly uh, or bi-weekly to your house, however many you're looking for. You could do four, six, eight, uh, and just have those meals on deck so that when you start getting hungry, you're ready to go with a good, nutritious meal. Uh, absolutely love Factor. And what is our, what are, what's the code? It is uh, DMVR Buffs 50. DMVR Buffs 50. DMVR Buffs 50 for 50% off your first order of over at Factor. Shout out to Factor. A big reason why we are out here right yep, now. So, uh, you know, we, we love when you show appreciation to the people uh, who appreciate us enough to help us go on trips like this. And it's just delicious. Hit them up. All right. Uh, when's our next guest? Not for a minute. All right. 
let's kind of cover some stuff from over the weekend. Still no DC news, by the way. So yeah, I mean, we find we we kind of have heard a little more rumblings, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right, um, a few things to get to. We'll start with this one. It'll be quick. Caleb Mathis' younger brother, Cole Mathis, committed to Colorado. He's a 2024 uh, cornerback at a Fairview High School. Wow. I know a guy who went there. Yeah, me too. I know a guy who went there. <laughs> um, Sam Pagano. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, man. Family business, right? It is. It's family business. Uh, I love this. I just – I can't get enough of it. Um, family is football. Football is family. Yep. And when you actually – Put that not only just in a figurative sense, but a literal sense onto a football team. I think it matters. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, I don't, you can't look this up because I tried. Um, but like, when can you imagine a team having this many, I mean, what, four sets of brothers? We got the Wade twins. We got, of course, Shiloh Shador. Um, the Mathises. The Mathises. Who are we missing? And then, uh, oh man. We had cousins in Amantre Bradford and Cam Michael for a little bit. Yep. I think there's one more, and I apologize that we're missing it. But either way, uh, it's it's just unbelievable, I think. And you have, obviously, their fathers are around in mm -hmm. multiple cases. Uh, I, I do think it matters, and I think that, you know, you're getting a, a bit of a boost to building the culture. You saw it with Definitely. Caleb last year. Like, you know, a guy who not necessarily um, lauded for his, you know, his size or his strength or his speed or whatever, but... Westers. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. um, the, you get a guy who does everything right. Yep. And that's what Coach Prime said when he was asked, hey, how come Caleb's getting out there all of a sudden? Mm -hmm. It was like, well, he runs his routes to the right depth and he catches the ball. And it's like, when you have these guys who have grown up around it their whole lives, they're just get it at a different level yep they understand that it's not just like how fast can you run mm -hmm. it's can you run to the right spot at the right time turn around and make the play uh and whether that's wide receiver uh or you know whatever it is obviously i'm talking about the the ones who are related to the coaches right now and right. guys who played in the nfl but then i just think there's something to the brotherhood of football actually being in a brothers sure I mean, we saw, I don't, not to throw him under the bus here, but, you know, Cormani McLean had, like, an adjustment period when he came in last yeah. year. But these guys, I mean, Caleb came in, and he was ready to go right away. Yes. Like, working with Shador in the spring, uh, I'd expect the same for Colden, too. I yep. mean, he's playing literally the position his dad is going to coach. Yep. And that doesn't even, I haven't even, that doesn't even count Bucky, who's around. Right. Um, coach Mathis' daughter is around mm -hmm. the program. Like, it's just, it's a 100% family atmosphere from top to bottom, in, as I said, in a literal and figurative sense. Yep. Um, Dylan Edwards ran in his first track meet over the weekend. Yeah, man. Uh, good for him. It, it's like I said when we were talking to Neely about it, like the, a football coach's job is a lot, mm -hmm. right? A track coach's job is to make you faster. Yep. I mean, obviously there's technique and whatever events are you're in are different, but like that's all they're focusing on is how do we make you faster? Yes. And that's a scary thought when you're talking about Dylan Edwards, who is in every single conversation about the fastest player on the team. Well, look, he bulked up a bit. It only makes sense he's got to kind of get the speed back up, <laughs> yeah. too, to match that. I'll be interested to see if he can keep that weight on while running track. You yeah. Know? And I think it's a good test because 
a lot of times these guys go out there and they say, oh, I want to put on 10 pounds in the offseason. And, and that's great, right? And they go and they lift and they're, they're into it heavy. But all of a sudden you get out there in fall camp and you're sweating, you know, for just two straight hours and you're running around and the, the weight just starts to fall off certain guys mm -hmm. because that's just how they're built. So I think this is a good test for him. Hey, can I, am I able to, to keep this bulk on while doing so much cardio? Right. Uh, so stay tuned to that. I'm sure we'll get updates as we move through. Um, we have another topic to hit. Pretty lengthy, though. The Big Ten and the SEC meeting for some advisory board or something. They're, I mean, the writing's on the wall. Yes. They're trying to find a way how to, you know, I guess fix college football, but they're doing it themselves. Yeah, I don't know if they're trying to fix college football. Well, they're trying to take a take a hold of it really. uh, yeah they're trying take control exactly uh, they're trying to fill their pockets yes. this is what they're trying to do and it's so predictable uh, but it is funny to kind of watch it play out in mm. a undercover way you know they have to do it a certain way but um, they're putting together a group that's going to determine the future of college football that's what I, I strongly feel about this so I mean, there's a ton of stuff going on with this. Uh, there's a holdup from the Pac-2, Washington State, because the way the CFP is constructed right now, you, it's got to be unanimous decisions. Yep. So they're working through that stuff. Um, I don't, I don't want to go super deep right now, but where are we headed? Keep cooking. Hold on. In terms of college football and how it's all going to shake out structure-wise is basically what we need to figure out or what they're going to try and figure out uh, moving forward. The CFP, as it's currently constructed, I think has control of the actual playoff through 2025, but they're not signed after that. And that's really what they're trying to nail down is what is going to happen after two seasons from now when I guess really things can open up. And who knows, maybe do they separate by then? Because it already seems like the NCAA is in hot water. You got this Tennessee lawsuit going on. Um, we're just headed for a split, inevitably, right? A split of the NCAA and these and conferences. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, college football has outgrown the NCAA, and the NCAA doesn't even know what the hell they're doing with it. Mm -hmm. You know, they can't police anything. They aren't able to keep up from an NIL perspective, and they're not able to regulate it and all this stuff. Like, we're going to reach a point where college football becomes its own entity, and like I said, it's going to be – you know, run by these two conferences. They're going to create a super conference, and you're going to have to hope that you are on the menu when they are, you know, gulping up the last group, or else it's just over for you. Yeah. And, you know, it's why before Coach Prime was hired, I said this is the most important hire in the history of Colorado football because this is about to all break down. It's about to all break down. And if you're not ready and you're not, you know, looking – like a, a good addition for a conference, you're going to be out. Yep. All right, our next guest is joining the show right now, Mr. Brian Balding. That's me. What's up, Balding? <laughs> the one and only, man. How you doing, What's sir? What's going on, fellas? What is going on, man? Uh, we wanted to bring you on because, mm -hmm. uh, as they say, you know ball. I mean, I, I don't know it all, but, <laughs> I, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm still learning. But, um, you know, I've got a pretty good um, – I, got, I have a pretty good depth of knowledge of the game. And while you haven't fully dove into, you know, Shador and Travis, the two stars mm -hmm. of Colorado football, yeah, yeah. You, you did get to see them a bit. Sure. Uh, and we were just we wanted to get your opinion on these guys' potential NFL future and what you see from them. Well, I mean, if you look at Travis, I mean, he's the number one player in the country. Like, these guys, if 
Like I was just, my friends run the Polynesian Bowl. Uh, out there in Hawaii. And, you know, you, you look at some of these kids. Penny Sewell played in the game, right? Yeah. So, you know, you track these kids from high school. They're not just giving them these, these rankings and these ratings for no reason because they can run fast. I mean, they give the, this stuff is pretty sophisticated. And so when Travis came out, um, you know, is, is he a defender? Is he an offensive player? Like, I don't think you could really play both at the NFL. Um, but, you know, you got to figure out which position is going to be best for him. And then, uh, you know, obviously the injury is the injury. you got to come back from that uh, this past season. But, you know, I mean, he's a talented, talented player that they just, they just need reps. They need games. But I, I think his game and his ability is going to transfer to the NFL. And Shadur, like I, like I haven't broken him down the way I'm breaking down Jaden Daniels right now or Drake May uh, or Caleb. But, you know, Shadur has had some huge games. And comeback wins. And some of the things, and then there's some throws out of the 40 throws he makes in a game. In any game, there's probably five or six that are real NFL throws. Like they're tight windows. It's a cloudy pocket. How do you maneuver the pocket the way we watch Brock Purdy maneuver a pocket right now? Those are the things that we're looking at that can transfer to the NFL level. Let's go back to Travis a little bit um, because – I think that wide receiver versus cornerback thing is so interesting. I'm curious to see if an NFL team is going to let him play a little bit. Obviously, he's playing for a guy who did do it on both sides, not full-time, but uh, you know they, they allowed Coach Prime and, and Dion when he was back in, in the game mm-hmm. to play on that mm-hmm. side. If not, is, the, is what he does at corner more rare than what he does at wide receiver, and so it's, it's more worth it for him to focus there? It's not, it's not really a question, in my mind, of what's more rare. The question is, what's he better at? So, because I think when you get to the NFL level, you've got to focus on one thing. You know, receivers should spend their time learning how to run routes, become a great route runner, because if you can't beat man coverage, you're not going to be a very good receiver in this league. And so if you look at, a, say, a guy like Devontae Adams, and you look at, you know, where he was drafted out of Fresno, how he ran, how he became the star player that he is. It's been an evolution. And he didn't have it for the first two years in Green Bay. He barely got on the field. But it just, the, the route running, um, understanding defenses, how to get open, when to get open, how to build rapport. Like, all those things take time with the quarterback, with the system, all those things. If you said, okay, well... But he also could be corner. Well, you've got you to specialize. You can, like Dion, he was the number one corner maybe of all time. And that was his specialty. And, yes, he could go in there at receiver, punt returner. He could specialize in other areas as a playmaker. And I think that's really what Travis can be. Now, maybe he breaks the mold the way, say, Otani has in baseball yeah. and just break the mold. Like, that can happen. But there's also a way, like, if you say to a guy like Debo, um, you know, one, part of the, the, the problem with even signing Debo is are you paying him as a receiver, you're paying him as a playmaker or as a running back? Because if he carries the ball a lot, he's not going to have a long shelf life. He's just not. You're just going to take too many hits. Yep. And everybody's going to break down, and everybody's different. So we've seen him break down. We've seen, you know, uh, some s- severe injuries to Debo. And it's tough. You talk to running backs, they, their shelf life isn't a long time. Sometimes... They can play seven, eight years with the hits that they take. Sometimes they can't. And so those are some of the considerations, you know, if I'm Travis. Because it's about getting paid, obviously. And it's about second and third contracts. And so does the, say, I'll use your word, does the rare abilities that he have, is that worth 
maybe a career that's seven years versus a year that's 12. Mm -hmm. Those are things, I can't answer those questions. Travis can't answer them. But those are some of the considerations. Going back to Shador, obviously he's Coach Prime's son, Mm -hmm. um, but he's been like brought up in this, right? Mm -hmm. In the NFL culture, he's Mm -hmm. like learned under Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. How does that factor into his evaluation? Obviously we have another season to go, but how do you think NFL teams are gonna see him because of that? Well, I think eventually you see it independently of all of that. You know, you look just like the, the support that, that uh, Prime gets and the people that are in his ear and the people that are stopping by, you know, to talk to him, to advise him, to coach him. Like, that's all good. Like, it's advanced, you know, more than the average kid. But at the same time, it's going to come down to can, can you adapt in the – because the NFL game is so different than the college game. Everything from the talent level to the windows – to the the defenses, to the you know the coverages, it's all going to be so much more, so much different. If you're going up against Colorado State versus the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, yeah, it's, right? So, so like, does the skill set going to transfer? I mean, this is what every quarterback has to go through. Cam Newton went through it. Um, you know, Caleb's going to go through it this year. Like, they're just going to like try to tear you down and find out things that you can't do that you're not good at, and so it's, you're still going to get drafted. It's a question of, are you going to be one of those high-drafted quarterbacks that's going to flourish at the NFL? It does feel like, though, a lot of times teams go and get a guy who has the bloodlines, right? And there's something to be said about just having a little bit of an understanding and also someone in your corner who can tell you exactly what to expect or a lot of what to Mm -hmm. expect when you get there. No, you you can be told about what's coming down the pike, and it will help you prepare for what's coming and the obstacles that might be there. All that stuff is real. But at the same time, the quarterback position, we, we, it's a conundrum. We, we can't get yeah. it figured out. We, we keep making mistakes at the top of the draft. And so you can draft all these other quarterbacks, and there's Brock Purdy. There's Kurt Warner. You know, there's these guys in the middle rounds, or not drafted, Tony Romo, that can flourish and beat out all of them. So what... What's the common denominator? How do we continue to miss these guys? And it's not about athletic ability or how fast you run or anything. It's about the position is just unique. There's a lot going on in college football right now. I'm just curious about your overall state or your opinion of the overall state of college football and where it's headed. Well, I think, think, like Dion talked about this week, I think teams can handle the NIL and some of the finances. Not everybody's getting paid. Not everybody's making millions. But I do think the portal is a problem. Because we're now going to see, starting maybe in this draft, but certainly by next draft, all these kids that just jumped in the portal as soon as the next wave of players came in or they got beat out or they got benched, and they're just moving on to the next team or the next team. And you just wonder just, the, is there any development, period? Mm-hmm. Can you go through 20 days in the offseason of rigorous spring practice and offseason training? To develop, like a 19-year-old developing his body, that way it has to develop. Strength and conditioning, nutrition, all that stuff. Becoming better in a system. And now you're talking about two or three or four systems. I just think you're you're not going to get as developed. It's already been tough enough with the practice limitations. Now with the portal limitations, I just think we're going to get a lot of really unfinished products. Mm. That's an interesting look at it. It's going to obviously be a little different in college than it was in the NFL, but what do you think Colorado fans can expect from a Pat Shermer-led offense? 
Well, I mean, he's been he's coached at the highest level. I knew Pat when he was the quarterback coach in Philadelphia with Andy yep. and with uh, Donovan McNabb. He's obviously been an offensive coordinator. He's been a head coach with the Giants. Like he he comes with a great uh, resume, not just a resume, but a big deep playbook. Like I would expect a lot of pro style concepts under center, play action passes, um, a more advanced passing game on third downs. Like I just think you can see an in, in NFL install in college football. And I think there's a place for that. See so you going back to the Big 12. Just curious about what you think about CU's fit in the Big 12 and just you know maybe making the playoff moving forward. Well, look, I think the Big 12 needed teams. Like they had to re, you know, like all these conferences have to sort of reinvent themselves. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, with Texas uh, and Oklahoma leaving, there's, there looks like there's a giant hole there for a star team yep. that can step in the way Texas and Oklahoma have always been. Now, Texas has bounced back now, but, you know, it's been Oklahoma. You know, Baylor had their run. Oklahoma State has been consistently good. Uh, you know, so you're, you're just looking at teams right now that, you know, it's a 10-team league. I don't know if it's going to, you know, in, increase right now. I don't know what their future holds right now. But, you know, you're going to get a chance to play and compete against Almost everybody that recruits the state of Texas, like that's the whole thing. Is there's 400 Division One recruits every year in the state of Texas. Like, how many can you get? Can you get them from A&M, from Texas, from North Texas, from SMU, from TCU? I mean, all these schools that are there. Can you out recruit these Texas? Everybody recruits Texas, so you know, can Dion go in there and get these four and five star kids out of Texas? Pretty big name in Texas. <laughs> oh, no, there's no doubt. I mean, look, Prime carries. Look, I, I, I'm fortunate enough to have worked with Prime and got to know him over the years and a big fan of everything that he's doing. And so uh, I don't know if Warren Sapp is on board, coming on board. I'm not sure exactly. I think he's coming on board to coach with him. I mean, he's just, you know, it's, it's going to be a cool place for a high school kid to go to. Yep. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with the Pac-12 kind of falling apart, um, this is a good landing spot for, for Colorado. And they were once a part of the Big, big Eight, um, you know, and they're coming back home almost. Yep. All right, well, we got to let you go. Uh, and and Baldy's going to go over to the All-NFL show with our guy Anthony Gargano just across from us. Yep. Uh, so make sure you guys tune into that. And obviously, uh, you know, you can find him on NFL Network and damn near anywhere else they talk about <laughs> football. <laughs> That's just my guy. Yeah. He, he, he does all my dirty work for me. <laughs> Tells me when to get off. All right, guys. All right. Yeah, Thanks, Baldy. Appreciate, appreciate you, Baldy. Yep. Okay. Thank you, man. Alrighty, chat. Shout out to Circle K. Love Circle K. One-stop shop on the road. All the gas, snacks, drinks, all the goodies that you can get are at Circle K. Join their inner circle. It's their free membership program. Just uh, enter your email and phone number and you're fully enrolled. Your first five Phillips of gas, 25 cents off. First five Polar Pops are free and every six free. Uh, many, many items. Sign up with the QR code on the screen or visit CircleK.com, inner-circle for more info. We honestly need to go to Circle K and just, like, stock up on uh, snacks and everything just for our little, like, uh, area here. For here at Radio Row? Yes. Oh, definitely. Yes. We need them. So to give you guys a little inside, uh, inside of what it's like to be here, mm -hmm. first of all, it's awesome. Uh, there's all sorts of cool stuff around here. We're at Mandalay Bay. Uh, but if you want to walk out of this room and mm -hmm. leave, it is a nightmare. It um, takes a maze to get back in the first <laughs> Literally, <laughs> there is a Starbucks that I could probably uh, hit a golf ball to from here. Yeah. But 
if you want to go to it, you basically have to walk a quarter mile away from here to get back in because you have to re-enter security. And then you'll hit another Starbucks, too, when yeah. you're going on it's, your way. It's, it's like walking all over the world uh, around here. So we might just need to have our own you know, stock so we never have to leave this table. Yeah, we, where's, um, the, uh, where's the snack car? That's what we need. We do, exactly. Uh, shout out also to Circus Hort Sportsbook where we were hanging out last night. Um, I love that place. Dude, we walked in and I was just like, oh. I know. Kind of feel like, kind of feels like home. Yeah, kind of feels like home. It's the best. Uh, it is the best. Uh, we we pop by Victory Burger for dinner, which oh, yeah. is amazing. It it's like, it sits right over the sports book, mm -hmm. so you have these like amazing burgers, like incredible milkshakes. I had the wings, um, and you're sitting in in the sports book, and you can get your drinks there, and it's just like one thing that makes it amazing. Yeah. Um, or you go over to the overhang bar where we're going to be hanging out uh, on Wednesday. And you guys, if you're uh, in town, can come hang out with us there. Uh, we'll put the link out. And if you are SVP, you can get two free free drinks just, just for go. coming to Circa. Come chill uh, with us. Imagine getting free drinks just to come to Circa. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. So uh, Circa's the best. Best odds, too. Everywhere you go, wherever you're looking uh, you know, to place a bet, you all, every time I go to Circa, I'm like, man, there's good odds on that. I just wish we had more sports on right now, man. It's tough. It was tough. By the time we got there last night, it was like two minutes left yeah, in the Nuggets over. game. We are like, damn. That, and that was pretty much it. We have the Avs tonight, though. Let's go. Let's go. I think they're dogs, too. Hank and I were talking about it last night. Ooh. Yeah, we were already cooking. Let's cook. All right. Um, I actually got a tweet here that's pretty interesting. Let's see it. We talked a lot about the players last year who left this team. And how, you know, you did the whole exercise with the golf balls and all that. Like, <laughs> yep. just talking about the talent that was on this team before. Well, here's stats from the guys who have entered the portal after this season. Twelve players have entered. Zero withdrew. No one's coming back. Yep. Only one has gone to a Power 5 school. Do you even, off the top of your head, who was it? I can't even remember who's entered. Is it? Who is it? I don't know. I'm gonna go, I have to pull it up. Okay. Three went to a G5. One went to an FCS. Seven are still in the portal. More than half are still in the so portal. So the three G5s, I think, are all at San Diego State. Uh, so, yeah, Mikey. Well, oh, the Power Five. No, are we counting Oregon State? I guess I don't, I guess, I don't know. I guess if, not. If we are, then there's two. Hank? Three. Okay, so then we're – I mean <laughs> – we really have to call that power four transfers. Yes. Because as we know, uh, the Pac-12 is cooked. Um, so one power four transfer? I guess so. All right. P5 doesn't mean anything anymore. It's going to take the a little getting used to, I P4. guess. P4. Doesn't hit the same. P90X. <laughs> you can't just throw P insert number, bro. Pee-wee Herman. Um, I think it's got to be Oregon State. Anyways. That doesn't make sense. If it's Oregon State, then it's three. I don't know. But they're not power five. Who's that? Ah, uh, that's, that's There you it. go. Playing for Ryan Walters. Another great former buff. When's our next guest coming? Two o'clock. Two o'clock. We got 15 minutes to kill. I just got offered free tickets to the Super Bowl, but it's spelled like soup. Yeah, that's disappointing. <laughs> Are you going to bite? Are you going to go to the Super Bowl? It does, it's not even telling me what it is. I assumed it has something to do with soup. Just a soup bar? Yeah. 
Well, all right, what did we hit? You tell me. <laughs> What's the chat? I mean, we could probably hit questions now from the chat. Do we have any super chats? No super chats, but if people still have any questions. All right, cool. Sure, what do you got? Let's answer some questions. Hopefully they're... Oh, 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 oh. Drop your questions. Drop your questions right. right now, and we will get to them. We've got a little bit of time here before our next guest comes on. Next guest will be Solomon Wilcox. Yeah. Uh, another former, former Colorado football player uh, who has made a great career for himself in, in broadcasting. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of crazy how many of those there are. From Colorado? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, Joel Klatt, uh -huh. obviously. Uh, Solomon, Chris Fowler, not a football player, but uh, sure. went to Colorado. Definitely. Like the list kind of just goes on and on and on. I mean, Alfred Ryan Williams, Ryan Koningsberg, <laughs> Alfred Williams, you know, has become yep, a Denver yep. radio legend. Chad Brown's in Denver. Media. I mean, it's, there's just the list goes on and on and on. A little bit of a pipeline going there. Yeah. And uh, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I was going to talk about the quality of my education for a second, but I won't do it. Yeah, you were just going to end up dissing yourself. Bro. I was, I was. Uh, there's three days left to renew your season tickets, by the way. All right. That's good. I mean, I'm, I tried to tell people last year, don't forget to renew your season tickets. Mm -hmm. And multiple people that I know did, and it cost them dearly. Um, Travis got engaged. Hey, that is a great one. I, yeah. I, I'm glad we didn't forget that. Congratulations yep. to Travis. Congrats, Travis. Dude, that, I don't know. Let's see if I can explain this the way it, I feel it in my mind. Uh huh. Travis is always keeps the main thing the main thing in all facets of his life. Yeah. Uh, and, like, it, he's not going out partying, crazy, all that stuff. Like, he's got his girl, mm -hmm. been together forever, loves her. Like, talks about her all the time. Boom. Locked in. He cares about football. That's what he locks in on. He cares about fishing. That's what he locks in. Like, he doesn't – there's no uh, fray. There's no frills for Travis Hunter. He's just about what he's about and nothing else. Yep. And I respect it so much. He's just so real, yep. honestly. Like, in – you can see it in his videos. Um, I think we can see it just when he's walking by us in the facility. Like, he's not, like – you know, how people project him or see, like to see him as or want to see him as is like this flashy, like arrogant, you know, all the negative words you could throw out there. He's just a dude. Like, he just likes hanging out, playing video games, playing football, hanging with his girlfriend. Yeah. it's <laughs> And honestly, like, he'll be so happy for that. Mm -hmm. And he already is. But, like, it, there's just something about understanding what's important and not needing anything else that will bring you happiness. And it's crazy to see a player, a person as young as he is, understand that at that level. Diallo says he's hooping with Travis and Jimmy later today. Wow. So I guess you add one more thing. Good for you, Diallo. Um, that ring, too. He yeah, went in on I that. know. He, yeah, <laughs> that's that NIL money right there, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, here's an interesting question. And this got uh, Dan Quinn is the new head coach of the Washington Commanders. Yep. And he confirmed today that Eric Bieniemy will not be returning to their co coaching staff. Eric Bieniemy, pull up to Radio Row. Could he find his way to the Buffs coaching staff? Potentially. Uh, you know, I, I would not put it past him. Uh, coach Prime has obviously been very serious about wanting to increase the NFL influence mm -hmm. on this coaching staff. Um, and Eric Bieniemy is an incredible example of someone who's done it at both levels, yep. was great as a player, played in the NFL, um, and now has worked with the best of the best and 
I'll put one more connection in there. As uh, Baldy just pointed out, Pat Shermer, quarterbacks coach under Andy Reid. That's his. Mm, yep. That's his uh, makeup. Eric Bieniemy started out and didn't start out actually. He he was with a couple different teams, but really started to blow up as a running backs coach for under Andy Reid. Obviously, mm -hmm. eventually became his offensive coordinator, and the rest is history for him. But um, you know, you you are getting a real connection there from an offensive standpoint. Got our next guest coming. You ready? I think in a few seconds. Okay. Um, what do you think? I don't know. I feel like he's kind of. He's just at a different tier. Um, he's obviously NFL OC material, I think. I don't think that what happened in Washington was because of Eric Bieniemy's play calling or whatever, you know. It's just there's a lot going on there, a lot that uh, has to be taken into account. And But we'll see. I mean, he's obviously got the ties. Um, on the D.C., though, I guess we can say that potentially soon. I know we've been saying that a lot, but it sounds like they're going through final interviews. So, yes. Yes, <laughs> I, I do think we are very close this time. Um, I, it's we've talked about it so much, but I've never been more confident <laughs> that we are close to a conclusion. Yes, yes. I'm not going to say how close because I'll probably just end up looking dumb again. <laughs> yeah, better not put a timeline on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we do have a super chat from B. Wilk. He said, "So should we assume then that the eventual DC must be coaching in the Super Bowl?" We don't have that much info. It's been very tight-lipped on who. But I, I wouldn't go that far. I don't think so either. I wouldn't go that far, no. I think that the, I think that Coach Prime is just really torn. Mm -hmm. uh, he has good candidates that he really likes. Yep. And he, he he's having a hard time making his mind up. And, yep. I, and I also think that the fact that he – that should make people confident about the options – uh, and also understand that Coach Prime just isn't going to rush this. Mm -hmm. All right, our next guest joining the show now. Is he ready? Yep, Almost. we're ready to go. What's going on, man? Solomon Wilcox, former Colorado wide receiver, joining the show. Welcome, man. Former Colorado <coughs> Excuse me. Or safety, oh, hey, yes, right. Hey, great to be on with you guys. Thanks for having me. Yes. Uh, I want to start here. Your first year at Colorado, uh, you guys, I believe, were 1-10. in 10. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. You Early were... years, yeah. You know, you. no one goes off to college to lose a lot of games. <laughs> <laughs> so when that happens, you go in and you talk to the coach. And you know what's on the forefront of your mind is I'm not staying here. <laughs> <laughs> but you give it a shot because you talk to the coach. You say, look. Coach, I know some guys where I'm from. They're not afraid of Oklahoma. They're not afraid of Nebraska. And at that, that, that time, we were in the Big yeah. Eight. And I said, we need to start recruiting some other guy. And he, he, you know what? He challenged me. He allowed us to do that. That's how we were able to get the Darian Hagans, the Deion Figures, the Eric B. Enemies, and the list goes on and on. The Mike Pritchers. I mean, I'm telling you, man, it, uh, it was great. Because I was just a guy being the host on all these recruiting trips, and I got all these guys like, man, we need you, man. You got to come here. You got to help us win, right? Mm -hmm. There wasn't this transfer portal, so you had to, yeah, you had to get it done by just convincing guys this was the right team to be on. And by the time I was out of there, we went back-to-back -back bowl games. A few years later, they win a national championship yeah. with those same players, and uh, so it was it was a great time. And see you here is history. But right now, you know, it's a 
whole total game. Uh, it's just really a wonderful opportunity for Deion Sanders to come in and just bring this whole new vibe and whole new feeling to the program. Uh, you talked about the talent, and talent, you know, in the end is going to be the most important thing. But there has to be also a culture shift to go from, you know, a losing team to a winning team. What, what from your playing days do you remember of, man, I, I really noticed this shifted while we were making that move back to being great? It's one thing to acquire the talent, and that's really what it's about. It's about that. But it's also going through this crucible of hard work. Back then when we went through spring training, and they still have spring football today, you cannot be afraid to put the pads on and go to work. Yeah. And that's what we did. It was like a battle royale, man. We hit every single day. And you got to practice so hard and so physically that games become easy. Yeah. And if you're not willing to do that, forget about it. You might as well close down shop. Go play some other sport. But that's what we did. I know Coach Prime is wired the same way now. There's yeah. spring practices. You know, that's why Bo Schimbeckler hung it over uh, the locker room at, at the University of Michigan. Of course, it's still there. Those who stay will be champions. What he's really saying, the coded language is, because we're trying to run some of them off. Yeah. If you don't have championship stuff in you, yep. you're, gonna, you're not going to want to be a part of this. Mm -hmm. It's going to be so hard that it's difficult to stay. That's the inference there. And it brings me back to something that uh, Dan Campbell said, and it was in Hard Knocks. But it was like the first practice of him out there uh, of uh, training camp. Yeah. And he just says, like, guys, I wish I could tell you that I think we can get where we can go without hitting here. However. And I, I want to protect you guys, <laughs> and I want you guys to have long careers. But I don't believe that we can get where we need to go by not playing football. He's right. And he, you can see – I went back and I looked. The first year and a half, I think of their first maybe um, 25 or 29 games, they won four. They were like four and 25, somewhere in there. And, there. and then they caught fire. Remember the second half of their second season uh, where they won all those yep. games? They ended up beating uh, Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau Field in the yep. season finale of that second year. They didn't make the playoffs. But they had gone through this crucible. Uh, where you could tell that team, were, they were different. They were different. And you could tell coming into 2023, they were going to be something special. But they didn't get in overnight. They didn't come to that mentality and that kind of conclusion and thinking overnight. They had to go through the, some of the tough grinds. It had to hurt before it got better. Mm -hmm. But he worked them. They practiced. And then they held together through a very difficult period. And I, I think they kind of showed their medal, showed what they were made of. And at the start of this season, you see they went out to Kansas City and beat the defending Super Bowl champion in the opening night game, and it told you we were dealing with a different Detroit Lion team. Yep. Solomon, you played safety. Shiloh, he kind of reminds me of an old-school safety, just yeah, how he hits yeah. and stuff. What's your impression of him when you watch him play? Yeah, he, he brings it, man. He yeah. loves the physicality of yeah. the game. He's not out there just trying to get a bunch of pigs and not willing to get his jersey dirty. No, he's... He's willing to do it however they want it. Mm -hmm. And he's going to hit you. Uh, he's going to get you to the ground. He's an excellent tackler in space, which is what you want. He's, he reads the ball very well. He can high point the ball with great ball skills. Former baseball player, so yep. you know he's got ball skills like his dad. And uh, But he loves the game. And that's what I love about uh, Dion and how he coaches. He's really trying to find out 
it's not about all the glitz and, and what glitters and what's shiny. It's about, do you love this game? Yeah. And are you passionate about this? And are you a good teammate? And are you willing to do the work that it takes to be good? And once you can really dig down deep and find that in players, you know you got something special. How uh, happy are you to look at Colorado's schedule and see teams like Oklahoma State and Kansas State yeah. and schools like that yeah. back on there? No, I, I like that because that takes us back to our origin, right, and, and a university that started in the Big 8 and then went over to um, the Pac-12. I grew up in Pac-12 country. Yeah. I grew up in Los Angeles, California, so I was used to watching the USC's, the UCLA's, and, and we, we always knew that the Pac-12 played good football. And um, the way that Colorado had always recruited, they had always recruited in those areas. People don't remember. You know, Troy Palomalo went to USC, but he was a heavy recruit at Colorado. He ended yeah. up going over to USC, but he was a guy out of Oregon. <laughs> you, know, yeah. he, you know, and like, so we had always recruited in those areas. So when we went to the Pac-12, uh, we thought that it would still hold well for us to be good recruiters on that side. It's nice, I think, to be back in what is now the, the Big 12, mm -hmm. simply because financially that, you know, the Pac-12, it fell apart. Their TV deal didn't support the way that it was supposed to. There are a lot of intricate things that kind of led yeah. to the decision to leave uh, the Pac-12 um, and led to USC and UCLA and all those teams leaving. But it's good as, I, as we look forward. Yeah, we have a tradition playing against Oklahoma and playing against, you know, um, Oklahoma State, Kansas, Kansas State, and some of these other schools. And then some of the new schools that have come into the conference. So very much looking forward to getting back to just winning. Who's ever on schedule, yes. we need to just get back to yes. winning. Travis Hunter's a phenomenal football player. I'm just yeah. curious your overall impression of him, and then do you think he's a better wide receiver or defensive back? Wow, he's, he's kind of both, right? Yeah. I think... Think about how good he's been at each position um, as a part-time player, mm -hmm. right? Putting 50% of his time into being a wide receiver, but look how well he plays the position. As good as anyone in the country, mm -hmm. right? Um, putting 50% of his time at being a defensive back and having a great feel for the game. Oh, yeah. Excellent ball skills as well, right? Super instinctual. Says, yeah, that's right. And a playmaker, but only putting half the amount of time into playing the position. And this is what, you know, many kids go through when they want to play multiple sports or play multiple position. Um, coaches are like, think about how good you could be if you just did the one. Right. And, uh, but I, I think, you know, over the course of him growing up and playing both, I think it's made him better at each, right? He understands how wide receivers think when he's playing defensive back. He knows where they're splits, where they're aligned on the field, front foot up. I mean, excuse me, his inside foot up. That means he's running this route. Back foot up, or at least outside foot up, we know he's running that route. And so he's able to understand a lot of, I think, nuanced things that helps him to be better at each position, having played the other. Mm -hmm. And you just talked about, you know, finding guys who love the game and have joy for the game. Yeah. I don't know if there's a guy who plays with more joy in the country than him. He really I mean, that's does. why you can't get him off the field because that's he just exactly loves right. football so much. And when he came back from his injury, he played all those snaps. I'm thinking, get him off the field. Yeah. It's too much. It's too much. Like everyone was like, no way you can keep playing all these snaps. That's what you love about him. His love for the game, his willingness to, to put it on the line for his teammates and, and give everything that he's got. 
Uh, I just think it's incredible. I think he's a great competitor. I think he's got great skills. I think he's got tremendously high football IQ. And more importantly, he has a love for the game. Do you think it's possible to play two ways in the NFL like Coach Prime used to? It's been tried. And remember, uh, Coach Prime, he, he got a couple of snaps over here. And now obviously, as a special team guy, as a return guy, right. he was phenomenal. And as a corner, he was phenomenal. He didn't play full time at the other position. You just can't. This is a guy that played multiple sports yeah. and did it at a high level, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just still remember um, watching him. I covered him when he played for the Cincinnati Reds because I was working in local television at the time. I had retired from the NFL, was working in local TV. This guy would uh, hit a ball that looked like a single. He's going to be standing on first base. We look up. By the time they're throwing it, he's turning the corner. He's coming in the third. He <laughs> was like, what the heck? I mean, he can, run, he can run those pads, man, like nobody you've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And that uh, was just a great ball player. But getting back to playing multiple positions in football in the NFL, I just think it's too hard. It's just what the, the requirements to play one position and be good at it, it takes everything, man. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying never. I would never say never. No one will ever be able to do it. It's going to, you know, Bo Jackson would have. It's going to take a special talent. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not going to say it would never happen again. But, man, look, you'll know when you see it. Yeah. I can tell you that. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, when you talk about that, it always comes back to wear and tear, right? Yeah. Uh, and speaking of wear and tear, tell us about Macy. Well, Macy is an innovative treatment to repair cartilage damage in the knee. Uh, in using your own um, cells, so it's an autologous science that where they go in and um, uh, they do it, you know, with it's by, um, you know, they go in and they pull a cartilage, a piece of cartilage out, healthy tissue, they grow it on a collagen membrane, and then they go back in to reinsert it. It adheres to the healthy tissue and to the bone, and so they're able to smooth out what was really causing you a lot of pain, a lot of sticking. It wasn't that smooth groove in the knee joint. And now you're back to uh, not only um, having your vitality back, whether you're a weekend warrior or an NFL player, um, if you're having knee cartilage problems, this is the treatment that you want. Just go to Macy.com, M-A-C-I.com, find a doctor in your area, or just to get more information on the procedure. Really interesting stuff. Last one I got for you before uh, we let you go, and uh, it's something we were just talking about before you showed up. Why are there so many uh, successful teammates of yours in media? I mean, it's you've had a great career. Big Al's had a great career. Chad Brown. I mean, the list kind of goes <laughs> on and on of guys who have been great. Cordell Stewart. Like, yeah. the whole squad kind of. And, and, and then the NFL also played with Boomer Esiason, Chris Collinsworth, yeah. and played with a lot of guys at the pro level and in the collegiate level. Uh, one of the things is, I think, um, in our league, particularly at the University of Colorado, we believe in going back and helping one another, whether it's through Buffs for Life or whether it's just, hey, call me if you need anything. And so for many of those guys, they saw me working in broadcast television. And, of course, I continue to help any of them with any kind of advice. We help one another. 
um, when it, if it's time to even renew a contract. We're on the phone. We're talking to each other about what's the best way to handle that. And what's the best way to have long-term success and sustainable careers in any market or in any industry? Um, we like to believe that we've built up a network of individuals who all care about one another and are all willing to do anything that we can to help one another. It's a beautiful thing, especially yeah, uh, Buffs helping Buffs, but yep. also tells you a little bit about the true brotherhood of football. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about it. Look, when those guys signed up to come to the University of Colorado, I took it personal because I felt like these are the guys who are going to help our program go to the next level. Mm -hmm. And I think football teaches us uh, the real key and most important things in life. You cannot accomplish anything on your own. You're going to need help from somebody, whether it's through a mentor, whether it's through partnership with someone. Anyone who stands up and says, I did it by myself, don't believe them. <laughs> Just don't believe them. Because <laughs> I can tell you right now, it's not happening. There are a lot of people who poured into that individual, yep. whether it's from a knowledge-based perspective to help teach them and show them a way, right? So all of us need one another to accomplish our life's goals, dreams, and aspirations. Football teaches us that. And it plays out in life every single day. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for your time. All right. Appreciate, Appreciate you guys having me. All the best. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Take care. Thank you. All righty, chat. Uh, three guests for y'all today. That was Solomon Wilcotts, former Colorado safety. We had Brian Baldinger on. And then uh, Mike, Pritchard. Mike Pritchard was on. Great start, man. Great start. Uh, I'm sure we have some questions to get to, but uh, some really – great perspective on this stuff uh and for for solomon you know he comes into a bill mccartney led program goes one in ten yep and he mentioned it he's like mm -hmm. do you want to leave um but there's something to be said about being a part of building something right uh and i think <clears throat> he left before the national championship but he had a hand in it you know mm -hmm. and you can Definitely. look back and say oh man i was part of the build. Yeah. Uh, and I think that there's going to be a lot of that uh, over the next few years at Colorado. Oh, I mean, it might just be last year to this year sure. where you get to say I was part of the, the big change. Well, I mean, we'll obviously see what happens and we hope they win a ton of games and win the conference this year, but guys like Shane Cokes, you know, who came in as like a grad transfer, gave Colorado a shot uh, last year and what we thought would be his last year ends up coming back. Like he's going to be a foundational piece of what's happening here at Colorado moving forward. Um, past his graduation once he's done with college. Amen. Uh, chat, calm down. Stop fighting. Why are they fighting? I got I him. Know. I got him. Okay. Slowly. We're getting back. We're bringing it back. Super Bowl week. Great <laughs> show. What could there possibly I be to know. fight over? That's what I said. Uh, what do we got, Alyssa? Uh, just a few questions here. Uh, Smuggles KB says, how will you guys survive being in Vegas for more than just a couple days? Bro, don't ask me. Um... <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I was honestly so good last night. I just don't know if it's sustainable. It's like I left, I left the tables at like 1130. Yeah, um, man, I'm worried for you. Yeah. You're going to show up on like Thursday, two hours sleep yep. and uh, be a zombie on the set. That's what's the scary thing is like last night was like we were going to have to get here the earliest. Mm -hmm. So we took it the easiest. Yep. And it was like I still only got four and a half hours yeah. of sleep. Uh, like we're we're operating at a deficit right now. Right. Uh, but but i you know I've been training for this my whole life. I think I can handle it. <laughs> You're a seasoned vet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was gonna I was I meant to start the show this way. Of course, Denver and Boulder like your favorite places. Is this yeah. your favorite place besides that? 
It's such an interesting question because uh, I feel like it's a bad look for me if I answer yes. <laughs> but I do love this place. Read between the lines, chat. The one thing I'll say that, that, that Las Vegas lacks, and if anyone is from here, I, I don't mean this in a negative way, is it doesn't have its own real culture, at least that you see when you experience Vegas the way that we do. Um, you know, it, it's very... It's a melting pot of everything. And, like, even, you know, the hotels. It's like New York, New York, and Paris, whatever. And mm -hmm. It's like, you know, you're getting a lot of anything. But there is, like, amazing food here and all that stuff. Yep. I just, I think my favorite cities in the United States um, all boil down to, like, the way the people are there. Mm -hmm. And I don't really think you get to interact with the people in the Vegas that we see. Right. So yeah. I, I, don't, I can't put it as my favorite. Like, um, yeah, that, that's my answer. <laughs> This is one of my favorite places. It is, though. It's You can't not have fun here. There's I something mean, for everyone. I came out here a ton as a kid. Uh, I got an uncle who lives out here. So just, I mean, seeing this place as a kid was, like, eye-opening. Like, holy cow. Yep. Like, how does this exist? But I weirdly used to stay at this hotel when I was a kid. This one? Yep. Damn. Yep. I've and never stayed here. Walking through here was, like, a weird nostalgia. Yeah. Of just, like, oh, man. It's, first of all, it's changed a lot since uh -huh. when I was coming here. But it's... It's cool. Like we, when we walk outside, there's like the wave pool you can see in like yeah. the lazy river. I would spend like eight hours a day in there. Walking through the casino to get to here reminded me a lot of like Pac-12 media day. What a day that was! Oh man, that was awesome. We should go back to that place while we're here. The uh, resorts resort, world. Resorts world. Yeah. But that that place where we were playing like basketball, beer pong. Hell yeah, that, that place was, was dope. Let's was go fun. back. Yeah, we should. <laughs> what else do we got? Um, from 5280 Ivan, he says, which other buff legends are you hoping to have or meet on the show? Stay tuned. Yeah, I mean, the list is endless. Like, we, like I said at the beginning of the show, we came here with the buff show because we knew that there should be so many people that want to talk about it. Yep. And so getting, like, buffs legends is amazing. We had two today. Um, you know, someone like Cordell Stewart might be around here. I've seen him mm -hmm. uh, on Radio Row before. Um, but also, there's just so many other people that we haven't talked to you know i've had the pleasure to talk to those guys before but like uh, for example like a brandon marshall sure um who you know has the i am athlete podcast he's coming out here and it's mm -hmm. like uh well, i know he has opinions on this and and takes on this and he's had shador on his show and so like to talk to him about it it's like deshaun jackson was at a game in boulder like yep. the, the, everyone there's some sort of tie here um, so I think we're going to end up having some really cool guests, but you're just going to have to stay tuned because it, it, we didn't know who it was going to be coming into today, yeah. and we ended up with a great show. Fantastic show. Uh, yeah, just the start, man, just Monday. Many more days to come this whole week. Um, we don't really know who's going to be here, but uh, we're excited for this week of content for you all. Uh, how much more? Uh, just a few more. Matt says he's watching from Vegas. Are you guys doing a meetup? Yes. Wednesday night, Circa. Uh, at the overhang bar, 6 to 8 p.m. Um, if you DM us or hit us up in one way or another, I'll make sure to send you the link. If you RSVP through the link, you're going to get two free drinks from the overhang bar. So uh, we're going to be hanging out for there uh, 6 to 8 on Wednesday. should be really fun. Can't wait. Can't wait to meet you. Come through. Come hang out. What else? Uh, DMJ Music Group says, what are you looking forward to this week broadcasting from Radio Row? Not from a work perspective, but personally. Personally? Um, I'd love to hit Whataburger. Oh, my God. <laughs> personally. <laughs> That's a personal goal of yours this week? Kind of. 
Interesting. I mean, my uncle lives out here. It'd be cool to see him. Reach for the stars, Jakey Boo. Reach <laughs> for the stars. Uh, I don't know. What, what would you say? Well, a couple things. One, I'm just looking forward to being able to create great content for everyone. I think that, um, I think first of all, we're going to have the most views of anyone that's here for All City. So I'll, I want to yeah. do that. Um, but also, there's a, there's a different challenge to doing shows from here. Yep. Uh, and you kind of got your first taste of it today. Um, it's a little interesting. Like, you got a, you have a guest kind of hovering over here, and you're like, are they ready? Are they good? Like, yep. Uh, and then they sit down, and, like, you want to talk to them, but it takes them a second to get their headset mm -hmm. on. Like, uh, So I'm just looking forward to getting kind of better and getting smoother uh, at the transitions between guests because it is a little bit of a challenge. Um, but I like that. We're, we get so – it's so easy for us. Uh, to do shows from at the studio, and even when right. we have a guest on, it's one guest. You're just having a conversation with them. Here's a little different. I like that kind of professional challenge. I mean, well, yeah. If we're gonna talk like actual work stuff, definitely. <laughs> just like, if you want to hear my other goal, it's just to get rich. <laughs> well, fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I just I'm excited to see who we get on this show. Um, I think we've had a lot of great guests on this show just in the last year and i think that we can get some of the best that we've had so far this week yep and you know neely said it the dream is still alive coach prime will be here he will be here so coach prime our guy got a spot for you hopefully <laughs> i was gonna say the chat's asking do you think we'll get to chat with prime I'm, I think we will get to chat with him in passing at least. At least say, what's up, coach? And I think he'll say hi to us. But I think getting him on the show, I don't know. I'm, I have I'm fingers crossed. Yeah, I have no idea. And I don't think he's going to be the only uh, person that's directly connected to Colorado football that will be here. Definitely. Um, so I know for a fact we have uh, a guest on Thursday that I'm excited to talk to who's in the program right now. But I don't want to spoil anything too soon. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah. There's a chance. There's always a chance. The dream is alive. Heaven's Daddy said to try Nacho Daddy. Do you guys know what Nacho Daddy is? I went to Nacho Daddy. It's right over by our hotel. What is it? It's a nacho restaurant. Oh, okay. They Appreciate you. Fire nachos. Uh, anything else, Alyssa? Uh, a couple super chats left. Dina Reyes says, super chat says, just wanted to say great show. Thank Appreciate you. you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, and then last one from Jermaine. King, he says, donation for the Give Alyssa a Raise Fund. <laughs> wow. I heard, did he say donation to RK's Blackjack Fund? Is that what he said? I think it was a donation to Jake's uh, White Claw Fund. Ah, White Claw or White Castle? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, don't get it confused with Whataburger. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go in directly to Alyssa, and I'm going to get her to, to put it down at the craps table tonight. There you go. That's my bet. That's what I'm doing. Um, did you... Did you bet on the horses last night? No, I want to go back and bet on the horses. Though. I want to bet on the horses tonight, so we'll do Let's it. Let's run it. I came to Vegas with no cash, so uh, that was a mistake on my part. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so hit, to hit up that ATM with a nice $20 fee. Yikes. For those of you who have been here, um, the, there's a mechanical horse racing game that's like a cult classic in uh, <laughs> in the, the eyes of people who uh, who love Vegas. So we're going we're gonna to play that tonight. Crazy Neely can't get Prime to see y'all. Neely won't be here, though. Neely's actually headed back to Jackson later this week. Yeah, and, like, I would never expect Neely to do that. Of course. You know, like, that, it's just not how it works. You can't expect him to. I mean, we know who Coach Prime is. Like, Neely, like, <laughs> yeah. does his best to do what he already does with Prime. Like, Yeah, of course. Of so. course. Um, Alfredi said we need to ask for Super Bowl predictions to our guests. Later in the week. 
I just have to look up and see Patrick Mahomes' face like right in front of us. Guys, all. there's so many Chiefs people the, here. The last thing I want to do is talk about the Super Bowl. It makes me sick. Uh, yeah. Plus, it's more evergreen if we don't talk about the Super Bowl. That is true. That is true. Anything else? These shows, you know, it worked with our Bronco shows last year, but, like, these shows are, are good for the whole offseason. You know, people can go back and watch these anytime, just like our uh, – um, Pac-12 Media Days, like you know, that ended up being one of our Legendary biggest shows show. ever because p- you can listen to that at any point. It doesn't have a shelf life, especially as we're talking about, you know, mostly broader Colorado football topics. It's going to age well too, I think. Yeah. Um, we should get their record predictions for the Buffs. Yes. It's really should. putting people on the spot, but I'm trying to think. I'm interested. We had. At least two future NFL QBs on that Pac-12 Media Day show. Penix and Shador. Yep. Travis, of course. Yep. Coach Kelly. I mean, Coach Kelly's a legend. I hope he leaves UCLA. That'd be awesome. I meant co- our Coach Kelly, oh, Charles oh, oh, Kelly. Oh, oh, you were so excited about Chip <laughs> Kelly when we had him. That's, thought that's, yep. that's a whole different situation. I've never seen... A fan base want the coach out so bad, and the coach obviously wants to leave so bad, yeah. but he's contractually tied, and they're all just stuck with each yeah, other. Every, yeah, everyone, it's a weird, weird thing. Toxic. Um, just so you guys know, we are going from here to Super Bowl opening night, uh, where every player for the Chiefs and every player for the Niners will be available, um, all the coaches, uh, and then... Basically, every media person you can think of will be there. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get some really cool content tonight. Um, As soon as we wrap here, we're going to start sharpening up our ideas for what we're going to create tonight. It'll be a different style of content from what you guys are used to. Uh, We have one buff in the Super Bowl, Isaiah Oliver. So We'll, we'll, We'll be seeing him. Yeah, definitely. He was a dog at Colorado, too. I remember watching his draft tape, and I was like, this guy's sick. Yeah, he is. And, and he was part of, you know, the Money Gang, which mm-hmm. was the uh, secondary in 2016 during the rise. But he was a freshman at that point. And so then he kind of took the reins after that. Um, but he was he was locked down at, at, at most times. Yep. All right. Uh, that's it? That is it. All right, you guys, stay tuned. We'll be here live at... Two all week? Wait, no, one. Oh, 2, two, p.m. two Mountain, o'clock Mountain. Yes. 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Look at you. That's uh, 3 p.m. Central. Good job, because I messed it up today, so what that about was my in bad. Hawaii? <laughs> in Hawaii, that is 8 a.m.? Okay. Oh, <laughs> I'm taking your word for it. Is it 6, right? I, I don't know. I don't <laughs> six know. hours? <laughs> all right. I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow, guys. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. 
Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.